Welcome to the Double Deuce Podcast, an amazing show that lasts only 22 minutes and is for you, the listener. So soak it up. So here are your two big beer hosts, Will Averill and Nelson. Hey, Will, hit the timer. And we're in. Double Deuce. It's the Double Deuce, my first Double Deuce of my 45th year, mm-hmm. but I'm still 44. Whoa, Doctor Who time travel nonsense. How does he do it? He records from the past. He's a past man in the future. Future past man. Ah, hello, hello. Don't know why the English accent. Don't know why it went on a little too long, but it was kind of funny for a moment and it amused me. I feel like you was you covered a lot of Doctor Who bases. <laughs> I was, I was. I didn't have my little sonic screwdriver, uh, uh-huh. but I'm, I was pretty excited. I enjoy Doctor Who. I enjoyed Doctor mm-hmm. Who as a kid. Mm-hmm. I remember watching it in various friends' houses and in my folks uh, at our old place on Six Thirty Elm Street. Yeah, uh, I would watch it on my. And my folks had a TV in their room when that was like the height of sort of middle class fashion was to have a TV in your living room. And in your bedroom, and uh, I would watch. I would watch Doctor Who, the Tom Baker era. So I'm a Tom yeah. Baker era Doctor Who fan. Yeah. Um, so there you go. That's my whole Doctor Who life, uh, and uh, I'm also 45 now, but not yet. Yeah. So how's that for a time paradox? Yeah, I feel like that's kind of of an age where Tom Baker's kind of the Doctor Who you remember, and kind of uh, and uh, uh, James Bond is kind of a. Uh, my my James Bond was, was straight Roger Moore, and I got. And I that's got, the thing; he's it fits that same because that's the, the the James Bond. He was James Bond. You were a kid. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I saw this thing the other day, and it was like breaking down the ages of like Disney animation from mm. like a gold, silver, bronze, then like dark Renaissance. Like it was breaking them down, and I think uh, Nick Spacek, who's been on the show before, and I were like dark and into the bronze and a little bit of like the silver and gold. And people are like, really? Why those ones? It's like, because that's when I was a kid. <laughs> so the movies that were coming out in theaters when I was a kid. Yeah. And then the Silver and Golds, because they were around. The first big one, I mean, obviously there was... like, the... I, know, I know, like, the 90s was, the, was a big heyday, but I was also yeah. a teenager by then and kind of didn't care anymore. Um, the, the first one, actually, that I ever... The first Disney movie I ever saw in the theater, which you absolutely cannot touch with a 10-foot pole now, is Song of the South. Mm-hmm. Um, but th- that was the thing. Is well, it was much harder to... Well, yeah, it was bad when I started off. But the first one I remember in high school was Lion King. came out when I was in high school. And that was the first one where I was just like, yeah. oh, this is, this is really good. Uh, or Little Mermaid. Did it come out before Lion King? It did. Yeah, then I was Little Mermaid, which yeah. made my junior high era. But... Uh, but it wasn't well, so. Well, Lion King came out when I was in high school, too, because I remember. Well, then maybe I was a little. Maybe I was in early college when Lion King. It came might out. have been like your freshman year of college. Yeah, I think it was my freshman year of high school. Yeah, because I was in band then, and they were doing some music from it, so we all had to go watch it. Yeah, and I, we were just fucking like fourteen, fifteen year old kids, and we were fucking around, and almost got kicked out of the movie. It was interesting. I mean, like, obviously, Disneyland was a thing when I was a kid. I remember going to that and loving it. And, and I had yeah. seen, I had seen, you know, some videos from pretty young, uh, VHS and Betamax tapes. We went Betamax. My parents went straight Betamax in the mm-hmm. VHS Betamax revolution. Uh, they chose poorly. That was my dad was like, Betamax is the way forward. It's smaller and more compact. Um, and he was wrong. And we 
paid for it with Betamax tapes uh, everywhere that we could never ever get rid of. And there were some Disney ones there, but you just there, there wasn't the constant exposure um, that there kind of was later on down the line. It's true, although I feel like, because I remember when we got, because I don't remember much from when I was pretty young, I don't know, like four or five, something like that. But I remember, that's I think around the time too that my parents had got like cable, and I remember yeah. the Disney Channel was like one of those kind of earlier cable channels you got so i remember having that on a lot when i was real young and then like nickelodeon kind of came around just a little bit after that yeah yeah well i mean so they certainly they were on like saturday morning cartoon i feel like too TV. back then disney channel starting out so they were like throwing a bunch of shit on there like movies there's like a lot of their live action shit but they would actually throw like fucking movies now that, that they don't like put on anywhere now into like Sources Apprentice or like Cinderella on like Friday night or something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's that was, what I recall. That was, but vaguely, so I could be wrong. It was a long time. That ago. was that, that was, was weird. Too, that, that was ago. a weird seg from Doctor Who to Disney. I don't mm-hmm. know quite how we how we went there, but uh, I liked it. It was just kind of um, you know like a little bit of your pop culture reality is kind of defined how when you were a child. That's and right. Which things you hey, let's have we haven't done a hashtag in a while. What, what's your pop culture uh, reality? Tell us what you what your big childhood shows were. Uh, hashtag uh, d- Disney me up. Yeah. yeah. Or like or hash, hashtag like like a the one of your favorite ones from when you were a kid because I feel like Space Gunner like Black Cauldron man I love yeah, Black Cauldron because yeah. I was like seven when it came out man. I'm so <laughs> juiced about the new Dark Crystal series yeah I think that's gonna be really cool I loved that show as a kid and I haven't gone back and watched it I've watched bits of it but I haven't gone back and watched the whole thing just because I'm afraid that it won't hold up and I don't want it to be that way I want it to be as good as I remember it so if Once I don't again, I feel like some of that shit is hard to find too now. Mm-hmm. You gotta, you can find it, but you gotta like buy it. I think actually, I think Dark Crystal is on Netflix now because I is think it? they're pumping. pumping oh, they, they for must the, have for the for the new of one. Course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're like, of course, hey, you can that's a real it. easy rights deal yeah, to do. Yeah, like, exactly. You're already <laughs> making us money. Make <laughs> us more money. <laughs> Maybe we should do like a little Netflix slash Hulu corner. I want to put out a plug for a couple of shows. Uh, Dirk Gently's Holistic Detective Agency. That's a really good show. Delightful. It is. Unfortunately, Delightful. Unfortunately, it got canceled after two seasons. I which know. Me the fuck this, out. The second season was amazing. With it, it gets it. wild. It gets really wild. I don't want to say too much about it. I also it. love, too, how they don't get into it, but they do the two novels. Like, he he drops little hints about the shit that happens in the first two books of yeah. the thing. Because it's... Yeah. It's a weirder ride than the books were, and it's kind of doing backstory stuff. It, it is but interesting. But I like the idea that he's done other mysteries before. I always, for some reason, like, the character that was always, the actor that was always in my head when I was reading the books, because mm-hmm. I did re- read, I read, I, I loved Long Dark Tea Time of the Soul, and I read it like three or four yeah. times, and I read Dirk Dudley's Holistic Detective Agency once. I feel like um, Long Dark Tea Time of the Soul has a little more zazz in it. It does. With, with the Norse does. gods and stuff. And so, yeah, and a little bit more accessible mm-hmm. mythology. Um, but, uh, I, I always pictured Kevin Klein because it was kind of, maybe it was, it was right think, in like kind of Pete Kevin Klein that. time. Yeah, that was kind of, it was eighties. I know when I read that was the first time. But like Fish Called Wanda era, Kevin Klein. That's the um, thing. I always pictured him as a little bit like the guy who plays him is, is real kind of manic energy goofy. Mm-hmm. And I didn't really picture that, but I like what he does with it. And I, I like how I, it I, works. It did grow on Especially me. When you give him a kind of straight man assistant, I feel played like, by Elijah Wood, uh, I feel like it made it work because that thing always just kind of seemed like a private eye in the books, yeah, like kind of befuddled by things, but at the same time, 
in the way that a private eye normally is. <laughs> right. Still kind of maybe things around him are a little goofier. Or the things that are happening to him are a little more ridiculous. But that he was always more more straight laced English about it. Yeah, yeah. I do miss. There's there's one device in the books that I I wish they'd have maybe figured out a way to to tap into because I loved it so much. And that was his like Zen uh, driving Zen Zen tailing style that he'd follow a car that looked like it needed following and it would eventually yeah. <laughs> get him where he needed to go. That's right. And that kind of kept working. Um, so I, I, I missed that device a little bit. Was that on in there? I don't I remember. Didn't, I don't think they touched on it. Also, uh, fucking amazing performance by Chief from Battlestar Galactica. Yeah. <laughs> the first season. <laughs> the yeah. head bad guy in the first one. Yeah, there's some fun people on there. So they check it out. Dirk Gently's listing it's real good. Agency. Yeah, I love that show. When it, I, I hadn't heard about well i think what happened was when it first came out i didn't have bbc america and then when the second season was coming out and the first one kind of got on hulu yeah that's when i did so i was like okay now i can actually watch this yeah yeah i uh i it was kind of the same thing for for me i, I kept putting it in the like i, or I was gonna be able to like, stream the second and i couldn't the first i don't know so for some reason i had to wait yeah but i i, I dug it it's a real fun it's a real fun show uh, I also keep trying to get through The Handmaid's Tale, but it's not happening. It's not because it's not a good show. It's just because... Uh, I still haven't gotten around to it. It's just one of those... There are some things that are real good, but that are a real bummer that sometimes I'm like, I want to watch this, but it's and it's on my list. It's in my pile, but it's kind of halfway down my pile. Yeah. It kind of keeps staying there because other things jump it because I keep being not in the mood for it. You have to You have to really be... I'm only able to do a couple episodes it's, it's at almost, a time. You have to be little, in the mood for, for it. It's a little rough to already be in like dark times and then look at media about dark times yeah dystopian future <laughs> shows uh are really kind of too close to They're home struggling right now like you, yeah. you need a little bit more you need a, you need time travel or something to, to skew it enough <laughs> right so you're not just like oh this is three steps away exactly, while you're watching exactly. it exactly uh because i was behind and yeah because that first one came out back when we were it wasn't quite as dire and then I was just like, I don't know, man. I'll, oh, I'll get to it. And I also watched the new series of Black Mirror. Uh, there are only like four new episodes. And, yeah, and, I'm fucking um, way behind on that. There's there's a couple of good ones. It's worth checking it out. Uh, the, the, the Striking Vipers episode, the first one in the new series, is pretty uh, amazing and touching uh, and a little over the top. But, a, but, a, but it earns its keep. And yeah. it goes in a, a different weird direction than you think it's going to go. And then there's one that's like literally the best. It's this dude who uh, kidnaps a, a tech worker from a tech company that was like Facebook company because mm-hmm. he wants to talk to the, to the boss. Um, so it's sort of a, 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 he kidnaps him and they drive in, you know, through a series of events, they drive into a field and he's got him kind of hostage in a field, uh, in the car. And it is the best angry car acting by an actor that I've seen since, uh, since, um, oh, well, I can't even think of his name right now. Uh, Breaking Bad. Uh, uh, you know, the, the actor who was in Breaking Bad. Uh, uh, Walter White, come on now, Brian Cranston. Brian Cranston. Damn it, where is my head? Sorry, I w- you know what? I, I was kind of slow on the uptake too. I wasn't just waiting, making you squirm, or, or trying to let you get it. My point the is, first, at least half of that was me being like, "Wait, no, what is his name?" My point is, yeah, it's a bad day for me. I feel like a little bit off today. I feel yeah. like I haven't gotten quite my my back's a little fucked up and i'm not sleeping quite as restfully and so i fe- i'm feeling like a step behind yeah. on everything like i keep doing a lot of like starting to walk away and be like oh wait fuck i need to do this thing and then <laughs> turning around 
or yeah, like trying to recall a name and being like, uh, <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. But anyway, Brian Cranston. I got less right? pep this week. It's uh, <laughs> was a, a, a strong infusion. I had 50 cc's of pep last time. You did. This time I'm, I'm burning down. I'm at like 10. You got a, you got a full peppy meal going on. <sighs> um, so it's the best like angry dude in a car acting since Brian Cranston in that X-Files episode. Yeah. Where he's an angry dude in a car. Yeah. Acting. Um, and it's the, I can't remember the name of the British actor, but he's the guy who played Mori, uh, Moriarty in, in, uh, Sherlock Holmes, the new Sherlock Holmes. Is he uh, yeah. I, I'm not even going to try to remember. Yeah. yeah and he's priest in Fleabag. Also, that's, that's what we should, that's what we should, uh, Fleabag a, is super good. Give a recommendation for Fleabag. Fleabag is super good. We both watch Fleabag. That's one of the best things I've ever seen, not, probably. Not, not together. At the least one of the best things I've seen in years. Can't recommend it enough. Super good. It's really good. Check out Fleabag. Yeah, he's real good. That first season is real, real good, but the second season is another level good, I'd yeah. say. Yeah. But he's definitely part of it. I, uh, anyway, I liked it. I like him. I like, I like Black Mirror. Mm-hmm. Um, the, there's all these articles about how it's gone downhill. I don't think that's true. I think that's just the internet trying to get you to click on it because it wants attention. It can be. Well, I mean, times too, I feel like there can be a little bit of a, when you're a new, big, imaginative kind of thing. Yeah. And then you've been around for a while. Yeah. People stop being quite as dazzled by yeah. like the thing that you were doing initially that was really dazzling them, and you're still maybe doing even if you're doing pretty similar. Yeah, I don't know. You know what I fucking cannot stand? What those new articles, the new clickbait articles that are that are that basically took the piece of the like fifteen things you'll hate about blah blah blah, mm-hmm. um, where they like draw the whole thing out into like. A, uh, about a ten like on the third, like by the third thing, they're like, let's let's go back a minute. You, <laughs> right, you, you, right. You need a bunch right. of back. So like, like today, like today, like, no, I don't. They, they, like today, there was one on like uh, this teenager gets rejected for prom, uh, pranked, and you won't believe what happens. Uh, who asks him out? And so it's like, okay, all right, I'm. Bored. It's got to be. It's got to be good if you're yeah. gonna if you're gonna string me along. But it's, it's got like, to be something. It starts crazy. with it starts with like two two uh, paragraphs of sort of information about what the situation was, and then it's like. Let's tell you about prom. Prom mm-hmm. is a thing that happens, and then it's like two paragraphs about prom, and it's like, but what you wouldn't know is, is unnecessary. yeah, like let's let's talk about what homecoming dances are. There's and, a certain, uh, there's been a certain style, like, I've, but it's a new format that hasn't been around. No, that's happening, but I feel like it's invading a little. Like I don't know, I, I there's been enough internet for long enough now, and enough sites doing articles for clicks now that I feel like. There is a certain style that's come along where it is a real man. You're thin. You're straining a real thin premise into six paragraphs. Yeah, uh, this, is where it's exactly, like, this is a one paragraph blurb. Guy. Yeah, this is exactly what I'm talking about. And they and they use it. They stick in advertisements in between each each paragraph. And so also, because some of the shit I read too, like that, is a little bit more like nerd focused stuff. And yeah. sometimes where someone's kind of going along with it, and I'm like. I don't think you're familiar enough with this material to be trying to strain this much because there, <laughs> there is certain stuff. It was for something like someone was gonna not be on the show anymore. It's like I hope they don't kill them. I'm like, there's all, they're they're alive in the future. There's flash forwards in this show. They're not, <laughs> they're not gonna kill them in the last episode because yeah. they're still alive in the future. Well, I used to I used to write for a fact site for the for the internet called Did You Know. 
And uh, it was a kind of a wild little writing adventure because you were like supposed to go out and find facts mm-hmm. and then write them up in like three sentence uh, summaries. And but they had like a whole whole like format that they wanted you to use. Like the first sentence was like the the river. That's like you want to get them hooked, get them in. And the second sentence is, is like a little bit more information. And then the third sentence is like kind of the twist. It's a slightly different fact, but one that ties it all together. Um, or a, a, a summation, and it was the most ridiculous, like, formulaic writing style. But they actually, you know, I got paid ten bucks a fact, so it wasn't too bad. You just go, like, look on the internet, find something, and then rehash it. Uh, but eventually, they, a- get, they, they started cracking down on that. The internet keeps getting smarter and smarter, so it keeps getting harder and harder to just retread the same material over and over again. Yeah. Yeah, that's one of those... I feel, feel like that's one thing that we're seeing... With some internet, like it's like this is a good idea, but it's not that sustainable. <laughs> right, right. Well, eventually people are gonna stop clicking. Although some people won't. I don't know. The other thing that the internet teaches us is that people well, are and, and as, real thick. It is. I mean, there's enough people <laughs> clicking on stuff. I feel like less people are clicking, but for each less. People who are starting to be like, you know what? These are all bullshit. There's people who haven't been looking around that kind of thing that much yet who are like, I'll look. There was an interesting article that I read today while I was on my phone, which I have again. Uh, I'm very happy about that still, uh, about abuses in the, not abuses, but like the terrifying shit that goes down in the, uh, the, the content moderator contractors for Facebook, like the people who have to oh, decide yeah. what's hate speech and what's, uh, you know, not what's, what's pornographic and what's, you know, restrict content and what's not. Um, and they like, apparently these places are like really awful, like working conditions. And like, this is telling the story of this one guy who had a heart attack and died at work. And it's just like, like eight hours of just looking at horrifying <laughs> shit. And, this, and they talked to, and they talked to another one guy who's like, yeah, the first video I ever saw was this video of like three high school kids smashing an iguana to death. And it was like screaming. And I had to, I had to, it didn't violate the content. So I had to let it in there and then it kept popping up again and again. And for like, <laughs> Two weeks, all I got to watch was this screaming iguana, <laughs> and I'm like, "That is the shit of nightmares." Yeah, uh, that that sounds that like dark. the worst. Job. And yeah, and it's it pays really badly. Yeah, uh, so those kinds of jobs do. You know, it's so it's like the the it's like this weird equivalent of a modern day factory, only the factory is producing <sighs> nothing. Is <Yeah>. producing <laughs> is producing. Uh, uh, not producing content is actually it has very content. little discernible benefit right for being a factory because it's letting through a lot of stuff that ought not to but <laughs> apparently like, they were like citing violations in the in the place too that like the bathrooms were like smeared with like all sorts of horrifying vile waste bodily waste i mean it sounded like like a finitas and lawrence used to be like it was like bathroom looked like monkeys had attacked it like all yeah. the time and uh and it was just bad working conditions and when the guy died they didn't tell anybody that he died it was like they just took him out of there and they're like oh let's, let's do a little collection for him he'll get better <laughs> until finally somebody like his dad came in to pick up his stuff and was like yeah this place killed him and they're like oh okay <laughs> that's what three guys decided to talk so that's my happy story about uh Facebook, uh, so you, if you, whenever you think to yourself, my job is shitty, just think I could be a Facebook content moderator. That's truly shitty.
being a group admin is hard enough. You wouldn't believe, like, you'll only, you do something where you're just like, everybody should understand and just be cool. Like, why can't everybody just understand and be cool? And then somebody decides to kick off. Usually it's a friend of yours because they're getting snarky and smart ass and they want to mm-hmm. just test, you know, like, how the waters are. But, uh, and then you have to start being like, look, man, there's like two rules. Just don't break either of the rules. Just don't be a dick. Mm-hmm. And then somebody's a dick and then you have to deal with that. Yeah. And that's hard. That's you know? the nice thing about the robot one that we have, because it's mostly Southeast Asian people or the followers, and they like stuff, but they never comment. <laughs> right. <laughs> For whatever right. reason. There's almost never any comments. And so we're able to just sail the, the easy seas of robot posts. Nice. Nice. You should maybe try one of those. Yeah. I'm, well, I certainly want to do something different, because, uh, you know, this whole, this whole thing is... Uh, it's a lot of work. It's yeah. a lot of work for no pay. I mean, here's the other thing is like, like the, the joke of this whole thing is like we're providing all this like content to Facebook for absolutely no money. Like we don't, we don't get shit. We just get free use of the service. Yeah. And that was great for a little while for getting exposure, but then, you know, exposure doesn't like feed your family, you know? Yeah. So then you got to do clickbait all- articles. Yeah. It's hard too, I feel like, to man with sites like that to even parlay it into a way to get money. Well, and, and like events even, like even the stuff that used to be like kind of reliable, like if you say 15 people said they're going to for your event, usually you get around 15 people. If 200 said they would, you'd get usually around 200. It's not the case anymore. Like, I think there were like something like 500 who said they were going to come to mic drop. And I think we, you know, we had around 350, 400, but it was, it was not nearly the number that said yeah. they were going to come. Now things happen. There were a lot of other things going on in town. There's a lot of stuff. There were yeah. some storms. Yeah. Last night was wild. Last night was wild. Did your basement hold up? Yeah. Nice. It was a little leaky. There's been some, like, uh, because it's been raining so hard before, like, spring finish, there's a lot of, like, shit from the trees getting collected in this spot on the roof that's causing some water. And it's in a place where, like, oh, I don't want to trouble, gonna, but... Do- Keep being like, I don't want it to just let a steady stream of water fall near here and see if it causes a problem. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. I gotta get back up in my roof uh, and, 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 and let's check the gutters again. This has been delightful. Checking the gutters corner. Checking the gutters corner. <laughs> old 45-year-old man up there. One time I fell off my little ladder and I thought, am I going to die? Is this how I die? Is this where my knee, like, gives and I'm only 44 and I die in my driveway? And people say, yeah. he was so young to have died so in his driveway. And everyone's a little bit like, well, we, it was Willie. It's Willie. That's, he was, he so was I always feel like, way. if you get on a roof, man, you need to at least have someone who's hanging out. <laughs> like, yeah. on their phone, but out there. Yeah. So if you fall, they can at least be like, oh, shit. Yeah. I should make a big production of it next time. Yeah. Get a clown! Yeah. Pep! <laughs> I like the idea of a, a clown you can hire for when you're going to be working on your roof. And he's just, he just, he, he does clown stuff and entertains people, but he's mostly he's there to make sure if you fall off your roof, someone will know. Even if he's paying less attention because he's putting on a show, the people will be looking at him and they'll pass them. Him will see you on your roof. So if you fall <laughs> screaming, they'll be like, oh no. <laughs> And this is a good business. Who wants to fucking invest? Who wants like to it. invest? They like it. And in, in roof helper clown. Bubbles the roof helper clown. Invest now. Uh, Gauss, lock down the rights. We're on this. Double Deuce. This has been Double Deuce Podcast. If you thought the intro sounded bad, 
this outro sounds even worse. Thank you for listening to the Double Deuce Podcast. We'd love it if you wanted to get a hold of us and let us know what you thought. You can reach us at doubledeucepod at gmail.com. Catch us on Twitter at doubledeucepod or Facebook, Double Deuce Podcast. Yeah, and also you should uh, subscribe and you should rate and review and things. I hear that's good stuff to do, and it makes us feel good. And on the inside. Yep, and the outside. Both. I was walking with a limp, and then Rob Schulte left us uh, a nice review one time, and then my leg was healed. I threw my crutches to the ground, and I was healed because of your love. Give me your love. I need to eat your love and grow strong. Double deuce. (laughs)